Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about all things anime and manga, from news to reviews and everything in between. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me is my co-host, the self-proclaimed good child of the family, Magically Average. Today, we are going to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen and One Punch Man anime updates and Crunchyroll Awards 2023. What's going on there? But before that, Magically Average, how are you today? Mr. Self-proclaimed. I, I am the best child of the family. I am the um, star child. We're just going to clip I'm that out first... and send that to your whole family. I'm just going to send it to your, your wife and just send have them send it along. They know that. This whole thing is going to them. I'm the firstborn of my family. I am oh, you're that the, you're the, that person. I'm the epitome of perfection. Oh, I'm the firstborn. <laughs> they got it right. They didn't need the others. Ooh, I'm Tyler, magically average, the self-proclaimed I mean... good child basically Ooh. <laughs> i don't need i don't think i need to explain myself any more than just to say i am the the perfect first child oh man now i now i realize why i don't like you so much yep <laughs> most people don't like me because of that yeah that's probably they can't why handle they can't handle the amount of perfection that just exists. so you're doing well me. yeah i'm doing fine i'm doing okay. great Good. It was my fiance's birthday this last weekend, so we went and celebrated that. And it's like your fiance, but yet you're you're married. But okay, yeah, yeah. It's a whole it's a whole thing, you know, tax purposes and adult stuff. Mm-hmm. But we went down to beautiful, mild, not hot at all Florida to celebrate swamp so ass Florida. Enjoyable. That's so gross. We went down as a as a couple trip a month ago. And uh, boy, oh boy, was it hot. And I was like, hey, a month's passed. Maybe it's cooled down. Nope. Not at all. Welcome to Florida. Can Flor- I take your heatness? Florida Florida is, by all means, just a muggy, humid state. I think it's in a constant state of just moistness. Yep. Where, like, no matter what time of year, you're guaranteed to just be drenched in your own sweat and moistiness. For those uh, of you who don't like the word moist, we are very sorry moist anyways yeah the people that you do um have a moist cake and and eat it too so yeah you can exactly but anyways we do we do have a packed schedule of things i want to talk about today and i know you want to talk about today so let's just hop straight into it because you're doing good you said so we can end it there News story number one, Jujutsu Kaisen will be unveiling more announcements on, on, for season two on September 18th, plus One Punch Man announces a season three. So to jump into the Jujutsu Kaisen kind of uh, thing, it's just basically like, hey, here's a new PV, it's a visual, or not a preview, but like a here's a new visual, so shows Yuji, Megami, and uh, Nobara. And we're going to be giving you some more news on season two on September 18th, which I feel like i don't know if it's too early to give 
a release date. I think we get the release window saying it is spring 2023. I don't necessarily think it's going to come out in winter 2023 because A, a lot of shows have already come out and said, hey, we're going to be winter 2023. And B, I'd rather them just take the extra time to just polish Jujutsu Kaisen up because it's being done by MAPPA, right? Or is... And MAPPA is, yeah, MAPPA's doing Chainsaw Man next season. I don't want them to go back-to-back of Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Granted, I'm sure they've been working on it for a while, but so has... They've also been working on Chainsaw Man for a while. So I really hope that they take their time with this, and I hope that they do um, just say, hey, this is going to be spring 2023 or even summer 2023. I wouldn't be mad at either. Yeah, I think speculation is that it's going to be early 2023. I doubt that it's going to come out in winter i don't think we're gonna see a january release date i'm gonna guess april probably um but it is interesting though that they're they're using their announcement window to for like a tv special that's gonna be aired live yeah like it's not gonna be like a random press release or they're getting like into they're going like to the... some sort of conference it's like a full-on Special. They're getting into like the video game industry type thing where it's like, hey, we've got our live stream of E3 or Gamescom Live, which is very timely because that just started today um, or Gamescom started today. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're moving more into that kind of area to where they're like, hey, we're announcing that we're making this. We don't have any updates, but when we have updates, we'll update you. And it's it's really sort of kind of going that way. And I know we talked about that a lot like four episodes ago or something like that it feels like we talk about it every episode yeah something like that but yeah it it, it's definitely i mean after the past month it's definitely kind of going down that road of just like hey we're gonna announce it super early and then we're gonna take our time giving you updates as to when it's actually gonna happen etc so yeah i mean i i think back to like in the united states like movie trailers that would come out like what felt like a year ahead of the release date oh like a teaser and like, yeah and it's like oh boy i can't wait to forget about this in two months and then you know a couple weeks after a couple a couple weeks ahead of its release be like oh yeah that's a thing that's happening yeah like, i remember it, that, that was that was a like a common still theme is. to like not so much anymore i don't think because i'm thinking like i remember watching like going to theaters and seeing trailers for movies like I could be going to the theater like next week, like middle of August, end of August, and it would be like a coming winter twenty twenty three, and it's like that's so freaking long. Like that's so far in the future. Why are you showing this to me? I feel like but they still do now... that though with like bigger premieres, like all the Marvel stuff. They do that, like anything that has to do with I feel like Lord of the Rings or just any giant property like that. I feel like they do that. Only reason yeah. I bring up Lord of the Rings is because last year I think we got that. It was either early this year or late last year we got the teaser for the Lord of the Rings show, and I don't even think it comes out until later this year, if not next year. I don't remember. Yeah, but like, but to your point though, they're those are big, big uh, series, right? Like those yeah, are, and so those is are Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, but you're seeing it more with just anime in general too, I... of like having like a lot of teaser stuff, having a lot of just visuals being dropped, special events taking place, big announcements at cons, like it just Yes and no. I mean, for bigger shows, yes. Smaller shows, eh, kinda. Not really, yeah. sorta. But the competition, man. That's what's bringing it out. 
You got to keep, you got to be the talk of the town. Got to stay relevant somehow. Yep. But um, moving on from Jujutsu Kaisen, One Punch Man is actually going to be, uh, just got announced that they will be getting a third season with a visual that was released. Um, I didn't watch season two. Or actually, sorry, I watched part of season two. I got to about where he was going to do the underground fight ring thing. And I was yeah. like, I'm like, this season has not been good so far. And now you're going to throw a tournament arc at me. I'm good. Thanks. Well, it, lasts, Bye. it lasts like an episode and a half. It's not even um, like a tournament arc. Okay. Well, I was watching live week to week and I was just like, no, thanks. Maybe I'll watch it another day. But oh. I think what um, I'll... I definitely do and will go revisit season two because I've heard there are some redeeming qualities about it, but um, more so for the fact that I know a lot of the manga readers are obsessed with the current arc and just how good that the general series is. So knowing that, like, I know I need to push through season two to get to season three because I have a feeling some of the stuff is going to happen during that, but also we don't know what studio is going to be making season three. And that kind of excites me. Because it wasn't very good season two. It wasn't. And it was made by a se- like a second studio from season one. I think season one was... Uh, I forget who did season one. I think JC Staff did season two, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, it sounds right, but season two has was like very polarizing, I think, for people. Because myself, like I liked it. I didn't think it was as good as season one. But Madhouse and then JC still... Staff. Madhouse did season one. Oh, well, that, that explains it. Madhouse is incredible. Yeah, I know. Um, I thought season two was still good, though. I, In my mind, the biggest, I think, con that people had pulled from season two, or at least what was commented most probably, was just animation aside. Mm-hmm. It was that the story wasn't that interesting. To which I would argue, like, well, season one doesn't really have a story. It's just, like, each episode is its own little thing. It's its like, own like, no... little microcosm, but it's kind of building the world out. Like, it's... it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's what any anime does. Like, you don't... Like, in the yeah, progression so a season of a plot, two, you just build out... A season two should give you a good story or give you a good plot. So when which I thought didn't... it... If... I thought it had. I like the introduction of like a full fledged villain. I like building out a little bit more of like the characters too and their backstories, like having a, some more spotlight on them. Fair enough. Um, I liked finding out a little bit more too about the hero organization and, and, and their place in this world. So I it, it was probably just the fact that there was somewhat of a linear storyline to it and not just this like each episode had its own micro story that they dived into and then it would just end at the end. Yeah. It was like, no, 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 you're, you're stuck with, I think season two was 24 episodes, I think, or maybe just still just 12. I can't remember. But I don't know. You're stuck with this one main villain and you got to, you know, work through that whole arc with this one person. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still liked it, but I'm excited for season three. I, it's one of the manga that I've, had on my shelf for a while and just haven't picked up because there's other ones that have been interesting me more but i have been seeing online and through different forums people raving about the week-to-week chapters that have been coming out so yeah i've got a lot of catching up to do <laughs> yeah which actually i think uh if i'm not mistaken i think i put it in the new announcements but um forgot to take it out of new announcements um the manga is actually going to go on a one-month hiatus and yes. it'll return with a new arc. So 
Yes. There's that. But um yeah, it's it's exciting. For those of you who like the properties, it's exciting news. I'm excited to hear more about Jujutsu Kaisen season two. Um, and I'm generally interested in seeing how One Punch Man season three pans out, whether or not I'll watch season three live or you know, wait until it's over. Time will tell. But um we're gonna just move straight ahead into news number two, in which uh a non profit anime uh, a non profit animation organization is outperforming big studios question mark um so this was something that i kind of found at the last minute and i wanted to throw in here and thank you for throwing it in here um there is an animation studio or kind of like a kickstarter fundraiser thing uh i have to find the name of it because i don't see it in here the animator supporters Thank you. The Animator Supporters. Oh, never mind. It's here. It's called The Animator Supporters. Um, they created a music video solely through crowdfunding sources, but um, the music video was anime, and the animators were paid about $180 per frame, which is approximately two to four times more than what the industry standard is. So it's interesting that, you know, I mean, I haven't listened to the song. I haven't watched the music video. I don't know if it's any good but um the fact that a music video that is wildly has a budget that is much lower can produce a, or it can like exist and actually pay its talent you know the amount of money that should be paid per artist because people always you know they'll say like oh i'm going to art school and then they get the comp you know the oh you're never gonna make any money kid or whatnot and it's it's demoralizing sometimes, but the the fact that, you know, we're paying somebody for their time and their talent this much is, you know, it's a good thing. It, it is what it is because frame, uh, I don't know if they specified or not if it's a frame or a keyframe, which a keyframe, I believe, is like a section of a chunk of a scene. So basically when you're looking at a character, if they're talking, it's them talking. And then if they switch to another character talking, it's that before that switch, it's that whole chunk of it. I don't know if it's 180 per keyframe like that thing, or if it is literally just one frame is 180. So that I didn't need to do the research in. Um, actually, no, I have the article up. It is $180 per keyframe, which is two to four times more than the standard uh, standard. So, Really interesting that this is happening because yeah. I think we touched upon it in previous episodes before we reported on news that the anime industry is kind of fucked with how it pays its artists and the you know the fact that they don't really get any uh, what is the word when not repercussions royalties thank you royalties I knew it was an R that they don't really get any royalties off of their work is just really depressing. So it's nice to see that, you know, they're actually getting paid what they should be here. Yeah. It, and part of the purpose for this organization and them making this music video through crowdsourcing or crowdfunding was to basically just show that animation talent can be paid higher and you can still put out a product that is high quality. Cause I watched the music video and it wasn't just the animation too. Like they brought in a whole orchestral team to create the music mm -hmm. and like that also costed money too, but it was mostly just to highlight the animation piece because the organization is built around helping new animators 
find a footing in the industry and have the resources available to make it and not, you know, starve to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause they, like I was reading through their, the sort of like history and what they're about. And um, for all of you who want to know more, they do have uh, campaign funds on go get funding. Um, just look them up under the animator. animator we'll, we'll have the, we'll have the link in the description. Yeah. But um, they, have a couple of different pro projects one of them is the animator dormitory project where they help place new animators in you know essentially like college dorms to assist with living and part of it was just highlighting the fact that you know on average animators have around eight hundred dollars a month to work with if you know they when they first join the industry um that's not a lot of money it's like ten thousand dollars a year and it's very, very challenging to live on that, especially, you know, if you have to pay rent and bills and all that stuff. So that's the main reason why they started this dormitory project was to help new animators. But their whole campaign is just to highlight the fact that animators are still needed in the industry. Like, it's not like studios are being like, no, there's, there's too high of a supply of animators. That's why we just can't pay you enough because there's so many of you. It's like, no, they need a lot. They really could. The The reason why they're doing these projects too, like the music videos, is to just highlight the fact that, you know, you can give these people, immensely talented people, livable wages and still earn, you know, revenue as a studio and make a high-quality product. Like, you don't have to cut it out at, you know, the industry standard. You can break that mold and that's what they're doing with with their different campaigns. So they're in the process of making another music video right now that's supposed to be like an actual music video with like animated band of some kind making new music. Um, so it's it's just really interesting to see that they're that this nonprofit is trying to sort of break those barriers down and really highlight and showcase just what animators can do with yeah. livable wages. Yeah, no, it's, I agree that this whole thing is really nice. It's actually, it's, it's a good look and I hope it puts pressure on anime studios to not only treat their employees right, but pay them correctly as well, because they, they base, they, there are people that, there are a lot of people that are behind the shows that we watch that we love and we criticize and everything else. And some of them just really, unfortunately are not paid well at all. So yeah. it's nice to see that. And I'm sure, you know, with more pay comes better quality as well. So more more to come from here over the years, I'm sure it'll be a while before any significant change comes, but I, I like this first step. I like that this is, you know, actually happening. So it's yeah. good to see. So. It's good to know that something like this is out there, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the biggest piece of it. They even, like, I'm even more shocked too that they have their own, like, Grand Prix contest for new animators and, they actually will give out a year's worth of housing to support the winners too. So they do a lot for new animators in the industry. Um, and they even have a lot of big name animators and content, uh, not content creators, but, you know, il illustrators, directors, executives working in the anime industry, like people that have worked on full metal alchemist and some other large anime supporting and being a part of the organization too. So it, let's just hope this carries on and let's, you know, just fingers crossed, pray that something will eventually budge 
maybe yeah. this will be the catalyst for it. We shall see in due time, but story number three is coming at you now. Um, the MAPA CEO is interested in adapting every Tatsuki... Uh, that should Fujimoto. be Fujimoto, not Jujimoto. Fujimoto manga. Someday. Um, so CEO Man- uh, Manabu o- Otsuka... Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it, Otsuka. Um, said uh, during a Crunchyroll Expo interview, of all things, I don't know how we... You know, this is only coming out now. Uh, but he said that he's read all of uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto's works and is interested in making movies out of them someday. Uh, while he would like to, there are no concrete plans for any of the other, adap- you know, story adaptations at this time. So really only Chainsaw Man is in the works. But the other works uh, that could be worked on would be Fire Punch, Chainsaw Man Part 2, Goodbye Airy, and Look Back. Those are all of uh, Ta- er, Tatsuki Fujimoto's uh, works, minus one small one-shot that he did, which was only 18 pages long, called Just Listen to the Song. That one would be a little bit harder to do. You might be able to do like a short film, but it'd yeah. be a little bit more difficult. But for Fire Punch and Goodbye Arian Look Back to be animated. We'll, we'll exclude Chainsaw Man Part 2 for now, just for the fact that there's like five chapters out currently for it, yeah. I believe. Um, this would be great. This this would be fun. I would love to see more of his work done on, like, you know, put on the silver screen or put on our TV screens. Like, it's... I Like, Chainsaw Man hasn't even aired, and, and it's one of the most anticipated things, like, this year in this, you know, kind of niche of a genre of a fandom type thing i don't even whatever you want to call anime or manga it is just it is like the most hyped up event for our culture i guess of uh what we enjoy so yeah to see fire punch that would be an interesting one i've I've read it this year and boy howdy is it different but it's really good um so that one would be interesting to see especially because the dude's naked the entire time, so I don't know how oh, they. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a man that keeps regenerating, over and over and over again, and he gets hit by somebody's flames, which doesn't extinguish until the thing that it hits is dead. So when you have a person who can regenerate at the blink of an eye and a flame that doesn't go out, you get a man always on fire who cannot wear clothes because fire. Yeah. So it's uh it's it'd be interesting to see how they'd handle a penis on screen all day long. So it, I mean yeah. it is what it they is. They can make it work. I I'm really interested though with the one shots. Yeah. The, especially Goodbye Airy and Look Back. Um, I think they would both make phenomenal films. I I agree. I don't quote me on this. I believe he has a number of other one shots that just have not been translated. I so, can look it up if you want to talk more. Yeah, I can talk more. That's that works. Um, talking, talking. Here I go. No, I, I really, I really like the fact that the CEO is is coming out and saying this too because at the Crunchyroll Expo, he, the CEO for um, Mappa was just gabbing, gushing could not stop about Chainsaw Man. And he even made a comment about the fact that it's going to be like the next wave. This is going to be the the beginning of the new generation of anime. 
And that alone speaks volumes. But the fact that there's, you know, the CEO is also coming out and just and you know, going full tilt, you know, invest all money into Dogecoin, Dogecoin being Tatsuki Fujimoto. And for legal reasons, know, please don't, please don't invest all your money in Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. And that's not a quote from the CEO of MAPA. So don't, don't, don't go blame him for your bad investments. Um, the fact that, I mean, there's a CEO coming out and actually singling out a particular cre- uh, creator and their work. I kind of want this to be the next, you know, the next wave as well within the anime and manga industry where you have executives coming out from different studios that are investing time and energy in these creators because a lot of time you sort of see anime adaptations and it doesn't feel like the creator had any say or it doesn't feel like it's you know it's more like an homage it's not anything that's like a one-to-one from the the source material so with the ceo of mappa being like nope we're working hand in hand with with fujimoto on chainsaw man you know he's a big part of the direction, the, you know, how each sort of scene is going to play out, how we're going to adapt certain elements of the the manga, the source material into the show. Like, that's sort of uncommon. And, yeah. you know, it, it's not an industry standard by any means. But the hope is, is that if Chainsaw Man is as good as people expect it to be, which I think it's going to be even better than what people are expecting... I can see this being like the next era of anime where it's not just like, oh, a studio is going to take this and roll with it. It's like a no, a studio is going to invest time and time and funds and, because they know it's yeah. going to be so quality, like the, such a good quality of work and people are going to watch it and buy it because of yeah. how good it is. The The guy's made a name for himself and he's still very early into the game of manga um, he does have one shots that are unpublished. He has two that were, came out in 2013 that are unpublished, and then he has a two volume, uh, two volumes basically that are unpublished short stories or one shots, uh, just titled Tatsuki Fuji, uh, Fujimoto before Chainsaw Man, which yeah. if you've you've probably seen the cover, it's just uh, kind of a guy running on the moon with the Earth in the background and behind the earth is like just an orange background and it just says 1721 on the front of it um but yeah that includes those two volumes include eight one shots between the two volumes yeah so he does have work that has been untranslated unfortunately for the u.s because everything he's done chainsaw man and onwards has been nothing short of absolute genius and i would even throw a fire punch into there because of how absolutely different it is and the story it tells and how goofy it can get at times and then just instantly switch to uh seriousness so i don't know it's i would love to see more made from him it's just a matter of how would you handle that source material because movies may not work for fire punch but i know they would work for goodbye arian look back yeah so that was the other piece too that i was going to get into is that it it's also interesting to see the potential of one shots or you know limited series being adapted in some way too um 
because the only ones that I can, the only one I can really think of off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's plenty of others, is Burn the Witch, which is the limited series from the Bleach creator, which is sort of unfair which to call also, a limited series. Also takes going place in the Bleach part. universe. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes place in the Bleach universe, but it's also getting a, a, a second part. Um, so I don't know if you can technically call it like a limited series. I feel like it's just going to evolve into a full-fledged series because by golly was the first volume incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that aspect of it is interesting as well. Like, are we going to see more of these? And maybe they're not films too. Maybe they're just short animations. Maybe it's like a, a, a you know, a three-part series, you know? Maybe it's like three I mean, yeah, episodes. Yeah, it could, it could be like a limited series type thing. Yeah. But I think a movie so, would do them good, especially with the trend of all these different anime and manga getting movies that are canon or whatnot. I think with that trend happening, I feel like these would definitely work well. And they will sell. They will sell tickets like freaking no other. Because, I mean, I don't think oh, I've heard I would do one. It different. I don't think I've heard one bad thing about Goodbye, like one bad thing about Goodbye, Airy. Uh, and I, I think that that movie specifically overlooked back in, I guess, Goodbye, Airy, like that one specifically would be absolutely fascinating and absolutely amazing to watch on screen for the fact of what it actually is about. See, I couldn't imagine going to the theater and watching these. I feel like these would be the quote-unquote straight-to-DVD ones, which I wouldn't mind either. I like, you know, Crunchyroll exclusive or Funimation, or not Funimation anymore, High Dive exclusive, Netflix exclusive. Like, that's what I can see these coming out as. But, no, that aside, I, I still find it to be very intriguing that these types, the, you know, this these types of, of manga, the, the limited series or the, the one-shots, getting an opportunity to get an anime adaptation of some kind is is very enticing it speaks volumes to the where the industry is going to and you know what studios are going to be looking for moving forward too i think mappa's sort of set the the bar now in terms of like here's the next generation of anime and what's going into it and now it's going to be a matter of which studios are going to be able to keep up with them and which studios are going to struggle yeah so it's it's Really, we're going to see fall 2022 into the next few years. This is sort of the next wave of, of anime. So buckle up. Yep, it's going to be a ride. And speaking of rides, it's time to ride the new dates and announcements train. Choo-choo. This is oh, a shitty boy. train that runs off the tracks constantly and, and I love it. kills people. I love it every fucking week, and I don't care what you say, except I do care what you say. Please give us some feedback. We really need it, because <laughs> God knows that we are just a <laughs> mess. Anywho, uh, the kick us off, Cyberpunk Edgerunners will air on Netflix on September 13th. Housing Complex C premieres on Toonami, a word I have not said in a very long time, on October 1st. I saw that and I was like, where did that come from? Toonami? Good old cartoon first network. Off, Throwing it back. Throwing it oh back, yeah, my yeah. man. I'm good. Say, good for them. For all of for all of you who don't know, Toonami was for a long time the like Saturday night anime airing portion on Cartoon Friday Network. Night. Was it not Friday night? I thought it was Saturday. It could have been both. I can I can you, It might have been yeah. You look it up while I continue with this. All right. Uh, but uh, High Dive will stream uh, review Starlight uh, film starting on uh, August 24th. 
I actually saw that, like, an, not that announcement, but I saw that the movie was coming out to theaters uh, probably about two, three months ago. And I was like, well, what's this? And then I realized that it was about, like, an actual show that I had not watched and I had no, in, like, you know, intentions of watching. I was like, cool, good for them. Glad that, glad that that's happening. I ain't going to watch it. But anywho, what you got Update for us? Update on Toonami. It broadcasts every Saturday night from 12 a.m. till 4 a.m. Interesting. I thought it was Friday, but I guess Saturday makes sense. But anywho, moving along. Gundam The Witch from Mercury Prologue premieres on September 1st outside of Japan on the Gundam.info YouTube channel. So, interesting. I don't... I don't. Cool. I think yeah. that's where it premieres, but then it's eventually going to air on streaming platforms in Japan, and then it's going to make its Probably. way back to the United States. It's, it's very odd. The way they were doing it, they're like, hey, it's on YouTube, but then it's also going to be streamed, but then it's not going to be on YouTube, and then it's also going to be streamed eventually. Who who the hell knows? But no. for you Gundam nerds out there, there you go. We, you got some news to look forward to. Actually, I am actually, I, I shouldn't call you guys Gundam nerds because I'm looking forward to actually watching this one. I, In all honesty, my buddy, if he ever heard me utter those words, he would just flip the fuck out. Anywho. Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible uh, releases its first promo video and uh, is announced for a 2023 release. That Yay. is a that is a manga that I'm waiting to like fully get on Shonen Jump so I can read it all. Um, I the I hate I hate that they're doing the like like little like blips of it. Like here's a couple more chapters. Here's a couple more chapters, and I'm like, here's the weekly updates, but also here's a, like a few more of like the backlog chapters. But I think that yeah. they're doing that because somebody else owns the rights to them. I I'm actually not sure. I but think this it is... transferred over because it's like Shonen now is on the spine, and they only just started releasing physical volumes like a month ago, I think. Well, yeah, in the U.S. they have, but I'm sure they've been yeah. releasing yeah, yeah, yeah. you know volumes for a while now. But anywho, moving on. Do It Yourself reveals an opening theme and premieres on October 5th. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce the shit out of this one. Uh, Surune, uh, Surune, 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 yeah. Season 2 begins on January 2023. That felt so condescending and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, no, I was applauding I know, you. you. I know you were. You were I know you were, but like it also just like... <laughs> You weren't confident in yourself, and I was like, "No, you did it. Good you job. Did it. Like, that yeah. was it. You did it. Damn, God. Now there we go. Uh, Legend of Mana: The Teardrop Crystal premieres on October seventh. That's interesting. This one I'm actually looking forward to a lot. Um, Goodbye, Don Gleese is uh, getting its U.S. release on September fourteenth, eighteenth, and twentieth. They have sub dates and dub dates. Uh, subbed is going to be on just the fourteenth and twentieth. Well. The dub dates is going to be on all three. So I watched a trailer for this. I really like and dig it. I'm really excited for this. I am going to go see it, even if I have to go see it alone. I sent it to my friends who are local. I was like, hey, who wants to go see this with me? And I have not heard back. So, yeah. But um, if can, you're in... We can we can, we can can Zoom call each other in the theater. I'll watch it at my Yeah, okay. Sure. Let then... me get right on that. I'll do that yeah. for you, buddy. Not happening. Anywho. Um go look up goodbye donglis it, it actually looks really fucking good if you've seen the movie like stand by me it looks kind of like a not supernaturally version of stand by me but like an element of supernatural version of that so yeah it it, it looks freaking awesome but anywho moving on uh raven of the inner place will premiere on october 1st romantic palace. what raven of the inner palace oh yeah i misread that Raven of the Inner Palace. Thank you. Good call. 
will premiere on October 1st. Romantic Killer airs on Netflix on October, uh, starting October 27th. Gravity Rush, the video game, is getting an, a film adaptation, which is a really interesting one, but okay. Good for yeah. you, Gravity Rush. wonder if they'll adapt Gravity Rush 2 if it uh, does well. Who knows? The Country Without Humans ends with its fifth volume in 2023. The manga Bind Connect will end with its next chapter. This one pisses me off, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Disney's Twisted Wonderland. I feel like just throwing Disney in front of any anime or manga yeah. property I, just instantly instantly just... I, mm. I built the list out earlier, and there there were certain ones I kept out for reasons. This was one of them, so you did this to yourself. Oh, I, I'm, I'm fully aware I did this one to myself, but I'm just saying, like, just the fact that, like, Disney anything in this medium just kind of pisses me off until they give us news. But anywho, Disney's Twisted Wonderland, the manga, will end on its fourth volume this winter. Naked Apes Project, Our Millennium, and The 30 Days Until You Die has a film and stage play adaptation in the work, or in the works. Shine Post, episodes 7 and onwards are delayed due, due to COVID-19. The series will air episodes 7, 8, and 9 on August 30th, September 6th, and 13th, respectively. They have unspecified plans for September 20th and 27th, but episodes 10, 11, 12 are expected to air in October. So if Which you're a fan look. of Shine Post, sorry about the, the one-week delay, but you're still getting it. Yeah. yeah, I know. It, it's, like, it sucks, man. It's similar to Shikamori, right? Because Shikamori went into this current season because of if certain it, delays. If it did, it was only like by a week, though. It was, this yeah, it was is, like a week or two. This but... is like a full month into fall. Yeah, which, so, again, woof. Excuse me. Um, Continuing, Eden Zero Season 2 will premiere in 2023. Uh, Eden Zero being fairy tale, but, you know, it's it's Eden Zero. Fairy tale uh, light. It's fairy tale diet. It's fairy tale-esque. Anywho. Yeah. Eternal Boys will premiere on October 10th. The Witch and the Beast manga is getting an, uh, an anime adaptation, which I watched something for this. I don't remember what, if it if they have a trailer out right now or... No, my buddy sent me a couple screenshots of it and said, like, this is going to be great. And I looked at it and I was like, yes, this is going to be great. Mark your mark your calendars, mark your lists. This one is going to be a good one. So The Witch and the Beast, mark it. It's, it's going to be good. So, uh, I Got a Cheat Skill in Another World is getting an anime. Yay, another isekai. Woohoo. That's Bye. all I got to say about that. Uh, the anime adaptation for Ragna Crimson. Ragna? 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 Ragna Crimson. Who know. Whatever way you want to pronounce it. Will be created by Silverlink and licensed by Sentai Filmworks and air in 2023. I already said something about Goodbye Donglis, so we're going to get rid of that. Valex Love. So you should probably tell your, your wife about this one. Valex Love manga will end with its 16th volume this spring. Oh god, this one's going to be a tongue twister for me. I don't know why I put some of these in here, but I do anyways because it's fun. Shiki uh Shiki Zakura manga will end on the January 20th or 20th 12th. That's the thing that tripped me up. January 20th oh, to 12th is what fucked me up. <laughs> It'll end on January 12th with its fourth volume. Idolish 7 third beat second half premieres October 2nd. The well, Dragon the first half. Yep, there you go. Well, it's a third beat I think is the third season, so, you know, there's that too. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero earned $10.7 million on opening day in the United States and 
20.1 million in its first weekend here. So congrats to Dragon Ball Super Superhero, you weird-ass titled movie. I yeah no congrats I mean anything positive anime related is is good news so the the more yeah. we can get news on it great even if it is Dragon Ball Super superhero any uh, you just like saying that you're just gonna keep saying that it's such a weird Dragon title Ball Super Super they knew what they were doing they knew what they well, were yeah, doing yeah no of course they did like why why anywho. Uh, this one was really interesting to me, and I really need to catch up on this show. But Teppin Laugh Till You Cry aims to produce a new special episode uh, unrelated to the season, I believe. But they're also going to release the episode 2, the assassination-themed episode, which was canceled on July 9th on September 10th. Which, huh. An interesting move. We both talked about it. We never thought it'd see the light of day until maybe like Blu-rays or like you know when they released it physically. So interesting on that one. We'll we'll yeah. have to see. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see it. I I do need this is like that one show where it's at like the bottom of my watch list that like physically on Crunchyroll. I'm like I will get back to you. I will. I I need to. The you one the worry. one on Crunchyroll that I'm I probably will not get back to is uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. That that show is so. I'm surprised meh. you. Yeah, I'm surprised you took that on to begin with. It seemed like a pretty mess show. I think I watched like the first two episodes and it was okay, but apparently like the source material is really good, so it's kind of unfortunate. Wow. So anywho, cells <clears throat> at work. Lady manga will end next chapter. It's a spinoff sh- uh, manga for cells at work. So if you like to work cells at work, lady, it's ending next chapter. So read it now or oh, whenever boo. it releases. Um, another kind of sad one, especially not especially for me, but you know something I was looking forward to. The second SAO Progressive film is being delayed due to COVID nineteen, and it does not have a new release date. That's scary because yeah. it was supposed to release next month. Well, it had a lot of like visual trailers and teasers and a whole bunch of stuff like over the last like four to five months. Yeah, I just remember like almost every other week seeing some news coming out about the new Sword Art Online movie. Yeah, whether it was like, "Hey, here's more voice actor," or you know, "Who's going to be voicing characters in it?" or "Here's the theme opening," or "Here's another visual." So the fact that it's not only delayed, but there's no definitive date is, yeah, very concerning. Yeah, it it really is, but. You know, there's only so much you can do because I think uh, my company, they, they kind of go over COVID numbers still uh, at the beginning of our weekly meetings. And I believe Japan is just getting rocked with another wave right now. So I'm uh, wondering if it's if it's actually because the movie is over or if they're like, we're not going to have people to go see this thing in theaters. So, it, you know, time will tell. But it, it's just kind of really unfortunate that this is getting pushed. But... You know, yeah. if it's due to the fact that it's not over, great. Push it all you need. Give it all the time it needs. But yeah, it it originally, again, I'm looking it up. September 10th is literally like three weeks away. Ugh. Jeez. So that's that's really unfortunate. But it is what it is. Sorry to hear that. Till it comes out, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah. Uh, moving right along, we only got a few more here. Assassin's Pride manga has ended. I think I said in one of these other ones that it was going to end, and now it is officially ended. So there's that for you. Um, 
This one I thought was hilarious. This one I thought was hilarious that I had to include it. Hideo Kojima. Uh, God, and I fucked up his name. Oh. Uh, Hideo Kojima's personal endorsement will be on the Licorice Recoil light novel spinoff, Licorice Recoil Ordinary Days. Now, apparently, like I read an article about this. Uh, apparently, Hideo Kojima gets asked a lot to endorse different things, whether he's seen them or not. And apparently Liquor's Recoil approached him or whoever approached him about, you know, endorsing this. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I I love, like, the series. So he, he watches the series, which is freaking great. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always, like, heartwarming and kind of touching to see these people that we idolize and these people that we really enjoy that are larger than life that they're like, yeah, I like what you like. It's really fucking cool because, like, this yeah. is a weird medium for. It, it's still it again. It is kind of a weird medium for celebrities alike. It still blows my mind every time I see a Jamie Lee Curtis article that she loves One Piece. Like that still absolutely blows my mind. Oh, I love the fact that Megan the Stallion is a huge anime oh, fan. She, she went yeah, to the JoJo's Bizarre Japan. Adventure. She's in Japan. She's in Japan. Yeah, she went to Jojo, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure pop-up shop or something like that, and she cosplayed as Sailor Moon in Japan. Like, she's, yeah. like, I love it. That and there was, like, another article that apparently, like, 80% of NBA players love anime. Like, I love oh, yeah. seeing that type of thing. It's just, like, you're, you know, we're, we're the same. We're, you and I, we, 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 cool. we're not so different, eh? Yeah. But anywho... Uh, this one is definitely a weird one. Um, Paprika, the movie by Satoshi Kon, uh, Paprika the novel, is getting a Hollywood live-action series. Now, if you haven't watched Paprika, it is a older movie by Satoshi Kon, uh, Satoshi Kon, and it is probably held up more today. Or like, It probably is more relevant today than when it actually came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. The, the movie is absolutely insanely amazing. And um, we actually did a review on this for Baca and Co. So if we have an episode up for it, reviewing it, going deep into it. So check that out. But Paprika getting a, a Hollywood live action series to me was just kind of like, huh, I wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's revered as like a. a oh, wait, I'm actually thinking like, of Perfect Blue. This is still relevant, but like. I mean, I haven't seen Paprika, but everything I've heard of is, like, it's just one of those, like, mind game, just kind of very twisty, turny, mysterious movies that it's really a mind keep you on your toes. It yeah. is a mind fuck. So yeah. I, I can definitely see, like, a, a, you know, Hollywood producer or director wanting to take their own spin on that and do a live action series. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense than, like, you know, some other ones, like... Attack on Titan live action. You know what? I won't even like. I won't even. You know what? I enjoyed them. I enjoyed them for what they were because they were really shitty. It was fun yeah. to go watch them in theaters and see how shitty they were. Moving right yeah, the fuck and you along. Like eating crayons. Yes, I do. I like seeing my poop turn different colors. Moving right along, Saint Seiya is getting a new anime, or sorry, a new manga spinoff about Poseidon. The reprise of the Spear Hero. God, I got to make sure I got that one right. Spin-off manga is ending with its 11th volume. Uh, this one, this, this I'm going to trip up here. Have fun. Here we go. 
Kakeguri, god damn it, Kakeguri, Guri, Guri. No, it's Kakeguri. Uh, spinoff. Kako Kako Kari manga will end September twenty second. I did it. We made Yay. it. We made it through. Anywho, laid back camps movie has earned one billion yen in movie theaters. I think no, I actually don't know if it was in the movie theaters or what, but it's earned one billion yen. So, yay, laid back camp. That one's for you. That is Lobo. a series. That's a series that I need to watch. I've heard nothing but go talk amazing to things go talk it. to Lobo about that one. He loves laid back camp. I and messaged that's... Lobo once in like the last month, and he yelled at me, and I was like, yeah. okay. That doesn't that, that doesn't he's surprise an, me. He's just always he's a very lovable person, but he's always just so angry. I think it's because you pissed him off. I don't know. I said hi. <laughs> I'd, I'd be mad. Like I'd be mad too. Like, I'd be what? mad too if he said hi to me. Anywho, we're gonna move on to our last news story of the day. The Crunchyroll Awards are moving to Japan. Um, of all fucking places, this was announced by Sony Music. Sony Music announced uh, that uh, the Crunchyroll Awards are moving to Japan. The awards' 7th annual show will be held on March 4th at the Grand Prince Hotel's new Takanawa's Heaton uh, Main Banquet Hall in Tokyo. The awards will host guests from production studios, creators, voice actors, and musicians in various animes. Candidates for the 2023, year, uh, 2023 awards will be announced at the end of the year, with voting to be early 2023. Last year at the 2022 Crunchyroll Awards, they crowned... Oh, I hate this. Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 1 as Anime of the Year. Let's hope they don't fucking repeat that mistake. So, with this news, like, this is pretty cool. Like, I know that there are a lot of creators in the States, but there are a lot of creators moving to Japan I feel like a lot of uh, Kotokawa is bringing in a lot of outside talent to Japan to uh, do a lot of publicity over there, which is, is working. I mean, the biggest one being Trash Taste. They, they're they just an absolute juggernaut of a behemoth of a podcast in, to for them. So, yeah. This is this. I mean, this seems smart. This is like no brainer. Like, yeah, we should definitely be making the Crunchyroll Awards about anime in Japan, where anime is made. We should not be having this in the States. So to me, this is, this is kind of a no brainer. I think also with Sony acquiring Crunchyroll and Sony being a Japanese company that this is just like, actually, are they? Yeah, they're Japanese. I believe so. That are they? Hold on. I'm my, I might eat my words right here. We're gonna double check this because I'm no. I, b- I believe sometimes. you're right because because the the Funimation was based in yeah. Japan and Crunchyroll. They are was they are Mexico. they are in, they are headquartered in uh, Minato, J- Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, it only makes sense that Sony bought the Crunchyroll, you know, Crunchyrolls, aka the Crunchyroll Awards, that they bring it to where it all started and where it all began, where it's all made. So I'm I'm not mad about this. I'm not, you know, any like this is good. This is honestly good news because the people who make it and create it should be celebrated for it. They shouldn't have to watch it online or have to fly overseas in order to attend their own award show. So to me, I'm happy about this. This is good news. Yeah. But I want to ask you with us being halfway through summer 2022 and already having winter and spring in our back pockets, 
what do you think is the upset for this year without having anything from fall yet what what is like the underdog this year to you the upset like for anime of the year just in general like like I, okay yeah no for anime of the year what would you be like what would be your underdog black horse dark horse not black horse dark horse pick of the year uh, god that's so hard to say i'm i'm cheating a little bit and going back through live chart i'm i'm gonna say sabakui bisco because we talked a lot about it when it was coming out in winter and i feel like there were a number of people that were also talking about it when it came out and then the moment that spring season hit it went dark like it wasn't talked about it wasn't discussed anymore everyone moved on to spy family and Kagosama and Shield Hero and Komi. And then now we're into summer and it's all about um, Overlord, Classroom of the Elite, Call of the Night, things like that. So I would have to say, like realistically, I'd have to say Sabakui Bisco. My personal underdog, uh, because I thought it was criminally underrated and was never discussed by anyone, is Daimon, Recipe for Happiness. That was a really fucking just, good one. I just think it's it's such an interesting take on a slice of life, given the fact that it's based in a sweet shop, but it has realistically like nothing to do with sweets. Yeah. Like well, they it use sweets does. as sort of well, they use sweets in like a manner to, to help I guess portray certain themes or certain motifs or, you know, certain life lessons throughout an episode, but it's not like it's not like Dagashikashi where it's like it takes place in a candy snack shop and that is like the entire premise of the show where like every episode is about some sort of sweet or or treat of some kind. Yeah, you know, this is a different it's a different take on it like that. It's it's more subtle in how in its approach to incorporating, you know, a very specific thing in sweets making into a slice of life. I just I found it to be fantastic episode to episode. It was funny. It got you right in the feels at times. Uh, the The animation was stellar. The the you know composition of everything, like the music, the intro, the outro, all fantastic. Um, but just no one talked about it because it was stacked up against heavy hitters that entire season. Yep. So, I I mean I'd love 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 just to see it on a list. Like if it makes just a list of some kind, I would be ecstatic. I if feel it like one, I might die. I feel like they need to do like a triple A list and just like a B tier, like not even B tier, but like double A list because like this season has so many triple A shows having second or third or fourth seasons or whatever. If you're My Hero Academia, your sixth season. I guess if you're Bleach, you're like sixteenth season or seventeenth season. Bajillion, yeah. But like, I feel like for truly underdogs, like Dark Horse shows i would probably give it to your boy kong ming that that show was an absolute delight from start to finish there was nothing there was no bad episode there were no slow parts that like didn't have me interested where i was just like man i'm really like uh, whatever like i'm not like you know completely focused on this episode to me your boy kong ming encompasses everything about the medium that I really enjoy and I think that a lot of other people enjoy if they give it a chance that I would really love to see on that list. Do I think it's going to make it? Hell the fucking no. 
there's so many other things that are going to be out there. There are going to be AAA shows, I feel like, that don't make it. I am, like, absolutely obsessed with Maiden Abyss Season 2. It is a gut punch of a show. I don't think that it's going to make anime of the of the year the anime of the year list which sucks but like it is such a good show but it it's nobody really talks about it i feel like which sucks but it is so good and then other shows like call of the night this season absolutely amazing what a fucking yeah. stellar show if you haven't watched this last week's episode holy fuck like the animation just for i've rewound one you if you've seen it you know if you haven't seen it there is one specific scene that you just want to rewind 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 because of how absolutely stellar the animation is because this show is a slice of life but they threw in just like the first and kind of only action scene of the season so far <laughs> and it was insane it was so good but again it's another phenomenal show that i don't think it'll make it unfortunately and if i had to throw a third dark horse into the mix licorice recoil that show's fucking phenomenal i think that show will absolutely be on a list um i can't remember what the categories are but i'm i'm i have to imagine that there's a like original category or like you know show that has no source material that it's a you know some sort of original creation um which i mean that alone would mean it should be at the top of that list but yeah i it's it's hard to say right now we have yet to see fall um and fall as as many of you know as since we've been talking about it every week for the most part is absolutely jam-packed full of incredible shows stacked from toe to fucking head yeah i just i what i'd really like to see and again i have my doubts this is the one time one of the few times where i'll be very pessimistic in my approach and my thoughts on it but i i truly truly hope that anime of the year is not given out to attack a show that has well, Attack on first off, Attack on Titan. Even to all you diehard fans, you all know that it doesn't deserve any award this season, at all. It was not good outside yeah. of the last scene, basically, like the last like five minutes of the final episode. Um, I will say the reveal, no, I, the reveal midway through was pretty fucking good, but then after that, it was just uh, it was doggy. Yeah, it had it had like sprinkling of good moments, but out you know, yeah, in, in a giant shit pile that it was that was the show um no my i just i hope that it's given out to a show that is you know it's it's in its first season or is an original or something along those lines like i i really unless a show that's in its umpteenth season has to produce something absolutely incredible for me to go okay anime of the year because i'm more impressed by the new shows the shows that are original, the shows that, you know, were sort of like kind of like what we were just talking about, the dark horse of the season that surprise you, whether it's with its story or its animation or whatever. Like, I want them, those types of shows, to get the spotlight. Like, we were talking, uh, like, constant when Odd Taxi was out and how incredible the show was. And it got an amazing reviews online, too. But it, there was no shot in hell that it was going to win an award. It did. 
it won, won best a- it won best protagonist for uh, Otakawa. <laughs> yeah, it won best protagonist. So and it, best it best something. best best protagonist and best director and I'm looking through last year's awards and I think that might be it. Yeah, so, okay. that's it. So it it did get something which is great. It's fantastic. But like I want to see more of that. I want to see shows that you know, are new, are up and coming that you know don't have a bajillion chapters of source material or you know if they do are are adapted in such a fantastic way that you know you can watch it and go okay you know you deserve to be at the top of someone's list i just i don't want it to see i don't want to see overlord i don't want to see oh i, I was good, i was smiling because i was like so you're saying you don't want to see overlord no i don't i don't want to see over like granted i love this season i think it's i think it's one of the most interesting seasons since the first season um, in terms of just like the story and the plot and everything. Um, but I don't want to see it on the, the anime of the year list. I don't want to see Mob Psycho. I don't want to see My Hero. I don't want to see Bleach. Like, I want to see the new shows get a chance to prove well, themselves. Well, we might not be able to see Bleach because Disney's a doo-doo head. But Well, yeah, that aside. <laughs> that aside. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what we see at the Crunchyroll Awards. And we got about, fuck, it's, it's almost September, dude. Like we've got like th- just about three months before we find out who's actually nominated. Three to four months. Yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. It is insane. It's that's insane. Insane. But no one else is insane. Our taste in manga and anime. So this week we have recommendations for you. One of the shows that I do think is gonna make anime of the year this year is Kaguya-sama season three. And that is actually the not the anime being my recommendation of the uh, week, but the source material, uh, the manga for Kaguya-sama season, or just in general. Everything that is out physically currently in the United States is out on the Shonen Jump app. That means it is 23 volumes worth of material. I told myself I was going to read up until season three, and I was going to wait until the movie comes out and read you know, as I go along. I didn't. And then it took me about two and a half days to catch up from where season three ends to where they're currently at, which I think they have about six to eight chapters left of the entire thing. That's about 13 volumes worth of material in two and a half days. Frank. I I tell you, I was addicted. Frank. I was addicted. I will not spoil anything at all. I promise you that I will just say that the manga, the source material is an absolute masterclass. If you thought the show was good and enjoyed the show at all, go read the source material. The Shonen Jump app is $2 a month. You get a hundred chapters a day. Go read it. It is an absolute joy. It is an absolute tearjerker. It is so fucking good i am caught up i cannot wait for this thing to end because i cannot wait to see the ending but holy hell go read it what do you got for us this week buddy i'm gonna cheat a little bit because i think we've talked about it before um but with my traveling it's limited my ability to watch the shows i've been watching and read other manga out there um so my my pick is a series that i'm finally getting back into and almost caught up entirely on which is witch hat atelier uh holy moly it i i i didn't know about it originally we had saw 
what feels like forever ago, the article coming out that's saying like, hey, this show's getting an anime adaptation, and our other member, Element, Element. Uh, was like, holy moly, this is going to be great. And we were like, what is it? And he's just like, go read it. It's No, fantastic. he didn't even say go read it. He's like, here's a screenshot. The art is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Go read yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, I because me personally, I'm like, art alone could get me into reading something. I like very unique art styles ones that capture you whether they're like super crisp and clean like witch hat or super dumpy like you know other series that i read um so i read it and i'm through volume seven of nine that's currently out in the united states and boy oh boy um it's a little heavy at times for uh anime version of harry potter for the most part uh but by golly is it such a fun read like the the world is so interesting and it's beautiful and it's terrifying the characters are deep very very like much deeper than i thought one could ever build out characters in 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 this world mm -hmm. like you get very invested in in every single piece every single person that lives in this atelier it's it's, it's so good. much fun but I'm also like, after every page, I'm terrified to read what's next because danger like is at every single corner constantly. Like, yeah. you, just, you never know what the next mystery is going to unfold and what outcome there's going to be. If, if you enjoy magic in the realm of like Harry Potter, but not, you know, a fan of J.K. Rowling <laughs> for obvious reasons, uh, go pick up Witch Hat. Like, I, I, I my... can't recommend it more yeah I, i'm also in this boat and i think this was one of my recommendations the weeks before uh the i've kind of changed up my reasoning and how i promote it instead of saying if you enjoyed harry potter you'll enjoy this it's because th the two of them have absolutely nothing to do with each other except for the fact that no, they revolve no, no. around magic but the feelings of harry potter in which it was a magical world and it made you feel all tingly and want to be a part of this world I had the same feelings towards Witch Hat Atelier or Atelier or what I, I forget how you actually pronounce it, but I think it's Atelier, but yeah, yeah. but like it, it had the same, like it, it made me feel like I was reading something equivalent to Harry Potter for the first time because of how built out this world is and how fucking amazing it, it just everything about it was. So yeah, I, I a hundred percent back your, your recommendation for this week. So. it's it's so good yep. it's so good and yeah i um but you get you get pretty close to getting emotional at times and by mm -hmm. pretty close i mean you're in a constant state of emotional imbalance because of it <laughs> yes but yeah it's it's wonderful please go read it and if you are emotionally balanced and enjoying this episode, thank you for joining us this week. Please give us some sweet feedback over at Bakako Podcast on Twitter. You can join our Discord there. Give us your opinions and tell why, uh, tell us why we are wrong, or you know why we're right. That would be an interesting fact if you did. That would be really weird, but we'd enjoy it. So until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.